1: Welcome to Doing Divorce Different. Join family law attorney-turned-mediator, Lisa Kosky, for candid conversations on how to alleviate the fear of divorce and how to heal through empowerment. Now, your host, Lisa Kosky.
0: Welcome, listeners. I am so thankful that you're here. I'm really excited. I have a friend that I met, we both became certified co-parenting specialists together with Susan Guthrie. And so that's how I got to know Janet Price, who's out in California in a warm sweater, making me (laughs) angry when we talk about the temperature difference. (laughs) from my (laughs) like, barn in Wisconsin. No, I'm just kidding. But it's going to be a great conversation. And Janet's going to kind of start out and share what led her to do this work. She's also a divorce specialist. And so she coaches people through co-parenting and divorce issues. And so she's going to share what led her to do that. And then what's going to be extremely helpful is Janet is going to share what she wishes she would have known when she was starting the divorce process. So Janet, welcome. Thank you
1: so much for being here today. Thank you so, so much, Lisa. This is so fabulous. I love having these kinds of conversations. Yes, me too.
0: Well, can you start out by letting the audience know what led
1: you to do this work? Sure, absolutely. Well, I'm a child product of a high conflict divorce. My parents divorced when I was in sixth grade. And as a child and an early young adult, I did not think that I had an experience or that my parents' divorce impacted me. So I was walking through my life very confident, very fine, was attracted to my first husband. We went to graduate school. We got married. Then we had children. We we're living these two great, you know, two income working income owner life. And once we had children, our communication dynamics really, really started showing its ugly head. Mm-hmm. And by the time my children were four and two, we were divorced. And even though we mediated in a one week situation for our divorce over the next 10 years, try as I might to not have my children have the high conflict experience that I had. Everything I did did not work. And Mm -hmm. we ended up in a very high conflict co-parenting relationship that brought us back to the court system five times that we had child services called on me five times. And at the very end, I was actually falsely accused of sexually abusing my children and no contact and we were in a very awful custody battle for more than three years, where the judge is the one that had ordered a no contact while they were investigating and got playing the games of the court. So I finally settled. And for all the listeners, the great news is even after that time, I now have a strong relationship with my children, so I don't want to really... Right. Um, but what happened, you can imagine, in 10 years of escalating and escalating, I, didn't, I was working and... I was focusing on all the conflict. I didn't have any time to heal myself. Mm
0: -hmm. So I
1: started doing my healing. And as I went through that healing, like a light bulb, all these dots connected for me. And I broke down in tears of not regret, but like almost, (gasps) oh my gosh, Why didn't I know this before? I am so sorry. And what I woke up to was I had all the power in the world to not have that conflict. And in fact, it was what I was doing because of my history that was, as I was trying to reduce, it was the exact thing that was triggering my co-parent. And so that's when I decided that I have this awakening. And I would like to go and help other parents see it early on so that the yeah. children do not have to experience the trauma of divorce. So that's right. why
0: oh, that, I, I had no idea, no idea that you went through all of that. Okay. So now I just have to ask, just because I'm curious, your co-parenting is fine now?
1: So m- my children have aged out of the, out there. Oh, there. they are. Did it yeah. ever get Okay. So when my youngest turned 18 and I was turning 50 and dad was turning 50, I reached out and said, let's have a cup of coffee and shared with him the experience that my parents finally now in their aging life in the last four or five years are willing to do holidays together. So I don't have to go. And so I shared with him the great the, the feeling as a child that I had, and can't we do that? We don't necessarily have to share a bit. Couldn't we do that? for Give this gift to our children. And in fact, he could not stay sitting for more than 20 minutes and he shaved his head so he's all bald. He was sweating and his whole head got red and he stormed out. So I trigger him. So that's what we're one of the things we're going to be talking about. What I wish I had known. Yeah. And so this seems, I mean, like when I'm
0: listening to you, I'm like, it's kind of like divorcing a narcissist and trying to do it through mediation. It's hard. So, how do you co parent with someone that isn't doing the work and that you're triggering? So, okay, tell us what you wish you would have known, and I'm going to take notes.
1: So, the very first thing that I really, really wish I had known is that co-parenting does not always mean, like you just said, that we're communicating. There is a spectrum. So most people, when they think co-parenting and they measure where they are in their co-parenting relationship, they think of this one kind of small ideal where there's cooperation, there's communication and where that's how they think about it. But if you use it in the literal word, co-parent, it literally is the children have two parents. Right. One mom, one dad, one, t- one mom and another mom, one dad and another dad. You know, but there are two parents mm-hmm. and literally those parents need to figure out how to help the children learn to grow up to thrive into healthy adults. Yep. And so co-parenting as the literal word can be a very broad spectrum. So that is something, and that's okay, because sometimes the children will be better off if you don't try forcing that.
0: I get, I hear you. Okay. So there are some cases where you can do holidays together. You can be together, but you're talking about there are other ones where the parents can't but they can still stay focused on the kids and the kids can still know that they're there for them. Is that what you're saying that you wish you would have known? Because you can't make that always happen. So in your situation, what would have worked to with your ex-spouse maybe would have been to have like our family wizard or an app that you communicated on, or I don't know, tell me, fill me in.
1: Well, and this is where sort of, if you don't mind, I'll summarize after I give you some of these, yeah. because that I didn't figure all that out to the very end. Mm-hmm. So of what would have helped two parents. The next step about this is the, the di- relationship dynamics that you have in your happiest time in your marriage mm-hmm. is a lens to how, or how you will not be able to cooperate in that co-parenting. So if you reflect at the happiest times where you argued over who was going to do the dishes and how the structure of that argument went, Mm -hmm. that will very clearly show you what will happen when you're trying to make cooperative decision making in your parenting. So it's not even personality that I'm talking about necessarily, any particular personality. I like to use the word high-conflict personality types, mm-hmm. which, you know, there's no personality disorder. You can just see right as the dynamic because we trigger each other. So mm-hmm. it can be – so that's the thing I would have thought about. In my mind, I thought if we were just living in two separate households, yeah, it would be fine. I did not have the idea that we never – We're able to agree on a single thing. And that doesn't go away. That doesn't go away. (laughs) Right? Yeah. The third thing is that I learned it's almost impossible to co-parent and mediate what your parenting plan and or agree what's going on until you've done it. No one knows they, and any certain person in this situation, most people think, great, we're going to be living in separate houses. So what is it? We just signed documents and now we're co-parenting. No, co-parenting is very, very, very different skills. And it takes a lot of thoughtfulness and knowing oneself and what oneself needs are first mm-hmm. um, then it takes a lot of practice. So that is something I just thought, great, we're going to co-parent. I have right. some communication skills, right? So that is something that is co-parenting does not happen to anyone overnight. Sure, the document does. Right. Practicality of it does not. And it's a lot of work and it's a lot of learned skills. Just like everything that's worthwhile. I mean, really? Yep. Yeah. And then I know people talk about this a lot. I didn't put myself in this space, but I know a lot of parents sometimes say, well, I got a divorce because I was already a single parent living in the household because I didn't have a partner coming alongside me, helping me in anything. And I felt as a single parent. Okay, great. What I'd like to share is that it is true that both parents are now going to become Mm -hmm. single parents. And knowing what you want for yourself and the values you want for your children before you try to communicate with your co parent are so super important. A lot of the emotions that I saw early on had to do in my relationship had to do with me. Like I said, I didn't me wanting to get my co-parent on board and align on parenting values for our children and trying to put this umbrella for our children. And honestly, the need to have a connection to my children's parent, not a, 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 a relationship connection, but a feeling of we're in this together. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And
0: so you're saying it's not like you're in it together, or are you saying that it
1: is? I'm saying that first and foremost, define for yourself, know it clearly, and then work on where you are in the spectrum of cooperation. So I didn't even define for me what was really my own values i had my parenting values i primarily raised the children when they were young so i knew but i was willing to really sacrifice a lot of those things that and and go just so that i had this sense of partnership in that way mm-hmm. and my children suffered because of that one okay so what do you do if you have
0: completely different values and you're watching the other parent parent? I mean, did you have to deal with that?
1: Yep. And that was one of my, t- that's exactly. So everybody, parents, and now I, I can say this, you know, seeing it because I have my adult children now and I, so I, I see the outcome of it. Yes. It's okay. I wish someone had said to me, your children will be okay mm. as long as they have at least one strong emotionally healthy solid values parents to parent hopefully to to help guide them in their life so no matter what else is going on if there is at least one they will be okay you know and parenting values Differences, eating habits, sleeping habits, homework habits in two households where the parents both love the children is a fabulous way for the children to build resilience.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. So see life and how adults handle in two different and start seeing, oh, there's change. I have to do it this way one way. I have to do it this way. And to actually identify for themselves I thrive more. I'm more successful. I feel better when I eat these foods. I get better grades when I do this. Right. I do. They can start seeing it for themselves, and that's a safer way than arguing all the time. So that that's all they right. feel. So, and here's the thing, Janet. Like in a
0: perfect world, I always think when I work through a parenting plan with people, and I have beautiful clients that want to work together. You know, I say, hey, it might be nice if you have kind of the same bedtime and the same homework. But what you're saying is don't die on the sword over it because, yes, it would be nice. But what's better is if your kids don't see you fighting things
1: out like that, kind of. Exactly. Because, Lisa, you know, we were ordered to use our family wizard the first time we went to court. So we were using our family wizard. (laughs) Okay. You asked me what, so now, I mean, I have, the last thing I will say, and then I'll say my lessons learned. Sometimes in the communication, there are things that you just don't need to communicate about. Yes. And I wish somebody had told me that because I felt as though I had to respond to every tiny little thing. I felt as though I had to defend myself. Yeah. I felt, and so I'm going to tell you right now, I I have 18 volumes of four inch thick, our family wizard emails in that 10 year period because of how much communication do you think any legal professional that was supporting either side had any clue who was the problem or what was going no, on? No, no, no. So had any of the attorneys that supported me through the time period basically said, take a step back. Do you know you're doing the right thing? Why is this important? Why do you need to respond? Is it about your children and the drop-off and when the exchange? Is it about a doctor's appointment? Is it about an urgent thing that has to do with school? otherwise why are you communicating yeah why and so that is something that i wish somebody had said from the beginning that too much communication is too much communication it creates such stress for on both sides
0: it does and even like during a divorce without children you know you just because people just want to defend themselves but really really there's what's the just try it it's so hard i get it and be easy on yourself, right? Because yes. we're all just doing our best here, so don't beat yourself up if you blow right. up or get triggered. But if you can not get triggered, I think that is that is optimal. Okay, now before you you were talking the last time, you said you wanted to give
1: some tips. Is that what oh you yes, said? yes. So, well, the two tips that I would give. And you had asked, what could I have done before? So the yes. first one would have been, um, what did I really imagine and want for my life now separate apart by 10 years from now? And what does that look like for my children? Having that before I walked into any, do- any divorce, it was not, I'm not talking about money. I'm not talking about, I'm talking about the t- what I provide, how my children and I will experience walk through life. What does that look like? That was super important. And the second thing was, and this I did have my own personal parenting values, but I didn't get very clear of the next step, which is it's okay to share your values with your children And it doesn't have to, and help raise them with your values in your household. Right. And you don't have to say anything about the other parent. You can just talk, what do you feel about this? And you can just have conversation with them. And that will support them. And Um, that
0: is what you have control of. It's the only thing you have control of. Exactly, exactly. So I love that tip, and I love that you were kind of talking about being intentional about your future. Hey, I just wanted to pop in here quick before the saddle up segment and this whole thing winds down, and I want to tell you about my parenting plan online course. It is for you if you are terrified that divorce is going to ruin your children. I'm here to assure you that you can co-parent really well together, and I have an online course that is going to walk you through a parenting plan. You will have a piece of your divorce done. If you want to work with a mediator, you can bring the paperwork in, and that portion is complete. It's easy, affordable, quick, and effective, and it will... Be part of your divorce paperwork if you'd like it to, or you can just use it to co-parent well with another parent. It goes over all the things that you may not be thinking of when you're in the midst of an emotional time like divorce. So please go to lisakoski.com, check on my online courses and sign up for the Parenting Plan course now because when parents work together they can mitigate the damages caused by divorce to their children. So, so good. And I can't believe how fast this is going, Janet. So, you know, since I'm in my barn and there's horses on the other side, we call this ending segment the saddle up segment. So, I ask for like one little tidbit or piece of advice that you would give the listeners that they could do maybe even today or moving forward that could help them? Yes. So
1: I would like them to give themselves to break number one, (laughs) because like we said, what we were talking about is a lot. And so they can only show up the best that they can show up and tomorrow's another day. So breathe and know, that you can try again tomorrow. So that's the first thing to just sit on and really know that your children will always love you. And so you get lots of (laughs) do-overs. Oh, it's so so true. Such great advice. Yeah. And then co-parenting is really a learned skill. So again, it's something that takes a lot of practice and it doesn't happen overnight. It, it Just because you signed a document does not mean you are skilled in the co-parenting. Yep.
0: Amen. Amen. Well, Janet, you have been such a delight, and I'm so glad I got to know you better. Now, for the listeners, if they want to reach out to you and get some coaching, how do they do that? Where I know I've seen you on LinkedIn and social media. Where else
1: can they find you? My website is, is www.jpcoachingandconsulting.com in January. It's international child centered divorce month, all month. And so there actually is a website. If you Google international child centered divorce month, that you can, will find a full month full of free resources. Okay. And I have an ebook on there as Love. part of that. So you could go there for in the month of January. And I think that would be the best way to find me. Thank you, Lisa.
0: Wonderful. Janet, thank you so much for joining me today. It's been a and delight. for having me.
1: I'm so glad we met at our our COPS training.
0: I, I am too. I am too. Thank you. We'll talk again soon. Sounds good. Before I go, I just want to let you know some exciting nudes. In addition to my online parenting plan course, I now have the Minnesota Divorce Paperwork course. This course is going to hold your hand through the mediation process and the Minnesota Divorce Paperwork. It's easy, effective, comprehensive. You will have what you need to file for divorce with this course. Check it out at lisakoski.com.
1: Thank you for listening to the Doing Divorce Different podcast. Connect with us at lisakoski.com and sign up for our newsletter.